Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have one of my favorite people ever, one of my dearest friends as well, and her name is Edia Sapphire. She is a freaking marketing and copywriting ninja. I have so much love for Edia because she's just freaking amazing, first off. Second, she's helped me so much in my life and my business. She's helped me work on one of my launches before and really helped me take my brand and my storytelling to a whole new level. That's her gift. She seriously has such a powerful gift of helping people really step into their confidence when it comes to sharing their story, but also she helps them go deeper in sharing their story so that they can connect to their audience and to the people that they're meant to serve, their soulmate clients and customers in a much more impactful way. So the work that Edia has been doing has helped countless entrepreneurs 15X their online revenue, quadruple their conversions, sell out their launches, and so much more just by helping them own their story and fall in love with the people that they're serving and also step into their gifts even more. And she does all of this in such a beautiful soul aligned way that doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't feel like forceful or markety or whatever. It feels so freaking good and aligned and just so impactful. So anyway, I know you're going to get so much out of this episode. And you're going to probably learn a lot, feel extremely motivated. And I highly encourage you to also take some notes and make sure as always that you check out the show notes so that you know where to connect with Edia and so that you can see all the things that she's doing and offering in the world. So without further ado, let's welcome Edia onto the show. Hello, Edia. I'm so freaking excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on here as well. I and know. Your magic and all your things. So, same, like same. <laughs> yeah, this is such a long time coming. For those of you listening, I'm just going to gush over Edia for a moment because I <laughs> seriously love her. So before I introduce you guys to Edia and you hear her share her magic, she is amazing. Um, Edia and her husband have helped me so much with my business and, I, you know, with marketing and copywriting and like helping me launch my program. And they've been just a huge, like help for me, asset for me. And Edia is amazing at storytelling and copywriting and helping people really pull out their magic and gifts in such a really powerful way. That's like her gift. So in this episode, we're going to be diving into a lot of, a lot of, a lot of gold. And I just feel like I want to tell you guys to take notes (laughs) if you're not driving, because you might get a lot of golden nuggets. I don't know. That's just what I'm intuitively (laughs) feeling. So Anyway, Edia. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank oh, you for that. The kind words. Yeah. 
Um, so I want, I want to open your backstory up a little bit, not like your whole life story necessarily, but like what led you to doing like what you're doing now with marketing and copywriting and, and like storytelling, mm. like that piece of it. Is there something that sparked that within you to want to go that route with your business? Mm. Good question. So I was born in Houston, Texas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, you know, honestly, the short answer would be that what I have found, and I always talk about the importance of when you're growing your business, people will focus on like, what's the next step or like the next funnel or the next channel you need to be on and all of that. And really, I found that like three key things really make the difference. And it's, I know who I am, I know who I serve, and I know how I serve. Mm. And so often we get caught up in like, who am I serving? Who's my client? Or really even more so like, how do I serve? And it's like, well, I'm going to have like this funnel or this like course or this retreat or mastermind or this or that. When if we first get centered on, I know who I am and really develop deep self-awareness that is really what transforms everything. That's what helps you to level up. That's what helps you to make sure that you call in the right people, not just for your business evolution, but your soul's evolution, right? Mm. Because especially for those of us who do work, that's more than just the money or more than just like, I have my day job and then I'm myself on the side. Mm. Uh, it's really about what aligns with your soul in order to help you do that work. And while I like to think that I had some kind of step-by-step process that took me to copywriting and storytelling and messaging and all of that. I really feel like I was just divinely guided there uh, and learning about human design and seeing that, you know, when Barb does these readings, she like looked <laughs> at my chart and she was like, oh, storytelling is all over your chart. Oh my God. teacher and this. And I was like, okay, duh. So like, <sighs> did I choose it or did it choose me? It's, it's mm. kind of how I think about it. But yeah, it was really... I wanted, I knew, I, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents are entrepreneurs, but I always say that they're in the traditional sense. Um, they're West African. So they're very much like go to school, be an engineer, be a doctor, yeah. worst case, be a lawyer. Otherwise, like anything else, you'll starve. And at the same time, they were entrepreneurs. And so mm-hmm. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My mother's parents were entrepreneurs. They own like wow. diamond farms in Ghana and stuff like that. And she just saw them go through like so many ups and downs with like money or wealth or status and things like that. And she is a realtor, like an artist turned realtor. Wow. So she was very like enterprising. She would have all these businesses when we were younger and always starting something up. And my dad was more like the stable entrepreneur where he was a medical doctor with his own practice. And so even when I was working a corporate job, I knew that I was going to be an entrepreneur and I wanted to share gifts with people. I wanted to actually like improve people's lives and not just make money. Mm -hmm. I'd like the white picket fence suburban life just wasn't for me. Oh yeah. I feel you. Yeah. And then in the, (laughs) yeah, for sure. And then in the process of that, I, I was in my corporate career. I knew I wanted to leave, but I had a friend who was in uh, Thailand. She was a digital nomad living like Chiang Mai. And I remember talking to Alberto, who's my husband, but he was my boyfriend at the time about how like let's just leave Austin like once I quit my job I was like there's nothing keeping us here let's just go and in talking to my friend Stephanie I was like 
I kind of tell me more about copywriting. And she sent me like these resources and I just really got hooked. Like I fell in love with it. I felt like it was a way for me to be an artist and to be creative, mm. but in a way that I could really like monetize and like see a path for success um, versus the like starving artist story that's often propagated like throughout our society. And I, I like, I just literally got hooked on copywriting and I loved it. And I've always loved stories. I've always loved movies. As a child, I did like these summer programs and things where you would shoot films and I learned like videography and I learned like storytelling from different angles. So I'm saying all that to say, I feel like story was always like a part of who I was. And it was just a matter of me discovering that and stepping into that Mm -hmm. and copy and marketing became a vehicle for me to do that. And the like tactical way that I came about it was I had a friend who was living a life of what like felt like freedom and travel Mm -hmm. and all that. And she was a copywriter and, you know, fate brought us together and, and helped us to know each other and have her guide me in that direction. And, yeah, the rest is kind of history. So. That's awesome. That's so cool that your your family is entrepreneurs, a lot of them too. Yeah. It's like it's in yeah. your blood. <laughs> yeah, it is, which is funny because they wanted us to be so like stable and like- it's so interesting. Be a and do this or that. And I mean, they're all entrepreneurs. My uncle's an entrepreneur, like engineer, runs his own firm. Like a lot of the people that I was surrounded with growing up were entrepreneurs. Wow. And so, it really helped to mint yeah. uh, who I who I am. So how has your journey been on your own entrepreneur? Like, um, were you nervous, like going all in with it? What advice do you have for people who are really just stepping into it? Oh, well, don't quit your day job. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's where it comes back to knowing yourself again, like mm-hmm. that level of self-awareness. Uh, I'm the kind of person I just left and it just so happened that like things worked out and like wow. messed and uh, I I had saved up quite a bit of money and out of breath at the time, like he had a business that was finally taking off at that point. So I was able to like coast as I figured it out and like really live life on my terms and develop that confidence of, wow, can I even make money on my own? Like who would pay me and how would I do mm. that? And to figure out all those ropes. And a big thing is that I invested in mentors very early on. Uh, I remember the first person I invested was like Ramit Sethi and he had some like program and I was thinking about it, but it was like a thousand or $2,000 and I'd never invested that much money Mm. in myself at that point. And I was like nervous. I sent this whole email, but like, I don't know, I'm thinking about it. And so he ended up calling me and like, chatting with me about like, well, wow. why do you need to make six figures in like three months and like all kinds of stuff. Right. Um, but I would be lying if I said I left and I was just like solid and confident. Like I cried the day after, like, I like put in at like my notice, like was my last day. Wow. And it has been a journey of learning how to live with the ebbs and tides of like how life changes and business changes and uh Alberto was talking to me earlier today about how we crave stability or constancy and life is constantly moving and flowing that if you have stagnation in the body like you literally have dis-ease like if mm. blood is not flowing through your body freely like you have a blood clot like you have 
issues that you need to move through. And so I found it to be a path to like self-realization and like radically and rapidly up-leveling and transforming who it is that you are. Mm. Uh, so it's been a journey of lots of ups and lots of downs and learning how to adopt the practices and the mentors and the community and the support systems and everything you need to help you get to that next level or to be at the level that you want to be in business. So, mm. so yeah. So my advice would be know yourself. If you have a real thick stomach for like uncertainty and change and variety, then it may make sense to like burn the boats and go all in for it. And then I know other people who are like super conservative. That's what I did. Right. Mm-hmm. And even with that, like, it was a lot of stress. It was a lot yeah. of stress. Like, I moved through it, but can we talk about that more of the knowing yourself? Um, because I feel like I know for me and my experience on my journey, like, and I, I, it's funny thinking about it. Cause it's like, how hard is it to really know yourself? But sometimes it can be really freaking, you know, challenging when I, I first started out, I was confused on like what exactly everything looks like, or if I was really capable and, you know, overthinking things. And I find a a lot of people get into that. And I, I always share how, you know, growing your business is a spiritual journey and it requires you to, you know, release the things that are not you. So I would love to hear like how you kind of break that down for yourself or your clients or whatever, like that knowing yourself, that, that the knowing of yourself and how that translates to building a personal brand. Because like that's that's essentially what it is. It's like I mean, if you're building a personal brand, if you're a coach, okay. if you're, you know, an influencer, or whatever, that knowing yourself piece that literally is your brand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will say even if you're building a team or you're building something like bigger, it always starts with personal brand because you need that personal attraction. Like the more solidly you are then that's how you're able to attract the right people, the right team, the right resources around you. Mm. So regardless of what level like you end up playing at, like you need um, to be clear on that personal brand, right? Um, but I would say some of the things that have helped me, all the self-assessments like out there possible from like Enneagrams to <laughs> Skills Finder to whatever, right? The Genius Test was really transformational for me. Um, a dear friend of mine, Grace, told me, we met at the at the Roger Hamilton. Mm-hmm. We didn't meet there, but we saw we saw each other again there. Yeah. And at that event, she told me, knowing my genius and my human design like transformed my life. Like it gave me the freedom to be me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what is the test? And like, what is human <laughs> design? Like, went on a roll rabbit hole. But I feel like having that awareness around those things has really helped especially from a business perspective, like Walter Nerics has been like hugely, hugely transformational for me. Mm-hmm. But I would say the biggest thing that I see, especially in clients or just like across board as entrepreneurs is this, the feeling of not enough. And this idea that you have to be at some certain level and then you can do certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when I have the photo shoot or when I have the like $50,000 website or when I have like, the connections or the PR, or I've been featured on like all the magazines and having to those and forums mm-hmm. and all these things, like then I would be enough when what makes you enough is who you are. Like you mm-hmm. already are enough and why people come to you isn't because of the logos on your website or because like 
ooh, that was such high quality photography that this one stellar photographer did for you mm-hmm. for the 5K photo shoot. Uh, it's really your story and who you are and how you show up in the world and what makes you different. And that marketing really boils down to people like us do things like this. Mm-hmm. And the more that you're able to share your story in detail and richness unapologetically in a way that really resonates with your audience and the things that they care about or the people you choose to serve, that's what makes a difference. And so I found that even when it comes to sharing your story, there's so many clients that I work with who they feel like, oh, but there's, there's always a but, right? Of like, mm-hmm. I can't get on video because like, oh, I don't do my makeup all the time or like I need a better background or I need this or I need a better mic or I need whatever. And I love going back to people who are more successful. It was you know, like Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher or um, who else is it? Or Marie Forleo or different people like that. Like if you go to their YouTube channels and you see what they put out as their first couple of videos or like Gabby Bernstein back in the day, like, mm. I mean, compared to what they put out now, like it's super janky. Yeah. I think oftentimes we'll look at their 10 years progress mm-hmm. and think like, oh, in my year one, in my year three, or my mm-hmm. year one doing YouTube, I need to have the year 10 production. I need to have a studio. And I need to have lighting. And I need to have like hair and makeup. When what gets you to that point isn't trying to be that now. Mm-hmm. It's just being yourself with what it is that you have and who it is that you are right now. Do it janky in your dark living room with what you've got, like your Mac microphone or whatever. And that will get you to the place that you've been been dreaming of and, and been manifesting. Mm-hmm. So it's like that doing it now, however you can, but also still kind of like being the version of you who's there kind of thing. Yeah. Like being at that level is more about embodiment yeah. and how you show up and less about like the things that you have or like the quality of your camera or any of those things. Mm-hmm. It's about the message. Ultimately, and that's what I love so much about copy, because whether you're on video, whether you're doing something rehearsed, even movies, they have scripts, right? It's all Mm -hmm. copy. It's all messaging. And the best scripts, the best messaging, the best videos, the best emails, the best content is able to speak very specifically to a particular audience. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why Marvel movies do really well, because they have a certain fan base that loves them, is obsessed with them, and will go watch every movie. Mm -hmm. But similarly, they're like new wave French films that are like indie and certain group of people like and other people don't. And so the more that you speak to the people that you choose to serve or that you're here to help, right? The whole idea of like, we're all divine teachers. We all have divine students uh, and vice versa. We're all divine students to different divine teachers. Mm-hmm. When you honor that and you I show love that. In that place. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I think that's the other thing too that a lot of people get caught up in. If they see someone else did something, it's like, oh, well, they talked about, you know, Reiki healing, so I can't really do that. Or like, there's so many Reiki healers, like why would someone come to me? Or Mm. this person does angelic readings, why could I do that? Or this person's a marketer or a coach or a mindset Mm -hmm. person, or this person helps with manifestation. But ultimately you have your own unique way of communicating it Mm -hmm. in a way that your divine students are there to receive from you. They don't get it from the other people the way that they get it when you speak it out or when you share it or when you teach it. So the more that you lean into that and you share your stories and your uniqueness, uh, that really changes things. That Mm -hmm. transforms things more than any like 
makeup or setting or like perfectionist kind of thing. Yeah. Love it. What do you, what would you say are like the key components to really potent copywriting? Oh, well, I would say, so one of the key things they always say with copy is that it's not about you. It's like the Mm. first commandment. It's like, it's not about you. So like, if you're here writing like, I, 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 because I feel like that's what gets lost in translation sometimes when Mm. you talk about sharing your story. It's not about like dumping your story on people or like sharing every aspect, right? Like when you, Mm -hmm. when you open up the question with me and you're like, don't start with like the hospital you were born in, but like (laughs) what has your journey been, right? It needs to be relevant to who you're speaking to. So a big tenet is that it's not about you. And the more that you can get, like develop real empathy for who it is that you're speaking to, that is a real game changer. Mm. I found more than anything else, more than like frameworks like ADA or PASS or any of these like attention, interest, desire, and all of that. It's about when you really know who you're talking to and not just, oh, I talked to women who are aged like 38 to 42 who are, Mm -hmm. you know, it's more so like, I know Jennifer, I know Rachel, like I'm speaking to Rachel, like specifically, Mm -hmm. and you have that picture up on your wall and you can talk to like, what keeps her up at night? What are her pain points? What TV shows does she like to watch? What is she really trying to achieve? Mm -hmm. And you speak to her that you, Rachel, this is what you care about, or you, Ronnie, whatever it is. Uh, That's really what I found to be the key to writing like seductive copy, the kind of copy that makes people feel like, oh my gosh, it's like you're reading my mind or, oh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And like, oh, I just was asking for this and calling this in and it came right to me. It's really about knowing who it is that you're talking to as much Mm -hmm. as possible. And when you know who it is that you're talking to, it's easier to talk to them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The more you can view your business and your marketing and your messaging and all of that as a gift that you're giving to a specific person, I found that a really great way to frame it because when you're thinking about like someone you really like or a loved one, or like my husband is my soulmate and I think about, Ooh, what could I do that would really excite him? Mm -hmm. I have to know him really, really well to get him something that I know will make him delighted and like go through the roof. And that's really like the goal is like in any business, what grows your business isn't having like a person who comes, you know, once in a lifetime, like they buy like a $5 thing or having a bunch of followers. Like we know that like, vanity metrics and things are a big thing where you could have a million followers on Instagram, but like be making no money off of it. Um, It's more about, okay, who is this person who like really resonates with what it is that I offer, who it is that I am, what I'm about. Mm -hmm. I call them VIP fans because they're your VIPs. It's like every star, every concert, if you think about it, like a person that you really like, there's a person who for every hundreds of people who are in the audience who got general seat tickets, there are people who got like the VIP passes, the backstage Mm -hmm. access, they want the interview just to sit in the room or get the t-shirt. And so you want to speak to VIP fans, Mm -hmm. like businesses, especially ones that have movements and bring in like tons of revenue or have a really huge following or like sell out products all the time. They have a ton of VIP fans. Mm -hmm. And so the more that you can focus on that VIP and think about, how can I delight them? What would be a gift that I could give them, be it an email today that they would read and they'd be like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. 
or a live that you could do or a course that you could put together or whatever offering, mm-hmm. what can I give that VIP fan that they'll feel like, holy crap, this is a gift like from the heavens. Like, how did you know? Like, I love this so much. Mm-hmm. That's how things really, really performed. That's so such a powerful like question to ask, like what, what would be a gift that I can give them? Yeah. And I love how you mentioned the VIP fans because, um, you know, I feel like it's easy for people to go into that mode of feeling like they're talking to everyone mm-hmm. or being concerned about what people will think or people judging them or whatever. But if you focus on that VIP fan, that, you know, raving lifer yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, loves what you have to say and share or whatever, then you, you basically, you're not going to be thinking about the whole, oh, what if people, da, 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 da. you're like speaking to that, to your people. Yeah, exactly. And that's really the key to success because even if you look at like really, really big brands like Coca-Cola that's been around for centuries, they have people who are like Team Pepsi. I don't drink Coke. And then there are people who like don't drink Coke at all. Like I don't drink Coke at all. Mm-hmm. Um, neither do you, right? So having said that, they have VIP fans who are like, if I'm thirsty or I'm at a ball game or I'm like wherever I am, I'm going to pick Coca-Cola over Pepsi, over Tab or Sunkist or any other drink any day, right? I think Coca-Cola might actually make some of those other ones. But <laughs> but you get my point that yeah. like, it's about those VIPs. And so I think we so often get caught up with again, the negativity and like what you're not and like not enough. Mm-hmm. Like one person, there's a story that I love and I don't recall where I heard it from, but basically this, he was telling a story about, I want to say name it's Seth Godin. Um, he was telling a story about how there was a comedian on stage and he was sharing jokes and everyone in the audience is like laughing their heads off. They're really enjoying themselves. Like they're clapping And then there was one woman in the audience who saw like wasn't clapping, like wasn't really super engaged. And so he walks down from the stage and goes up to her and is like making a joke of it and like kind of calling her out for not clapping. And then he sees that like she's disabled, like she didn't have arms, but he couldn't Mm. sit down on the stage. And of course he felt like the worst a-hole after that because it was like, oh, wow. And the story of that was like, instead of focusing on the one person who isn't clapping in the room, mm-hmm. focus on all the other people who are clapping, all the other people who are raving. Mm-hmm. And so for every company that has baby fans, like Apple, for example, I mean, as many people who love Apple, there are people who hate it, who think like it's the worst corporation, evil corporation, or like there are people who are like team Android or other stuff. Mm-hmm. As much as people buy from Amazon, it's become like a multi-billion, billion, billion dollar Uh, company now, especially in COVID, there are people who are like, oh my gosh, it's the worst company alive and Jeff Bezos should be burned at the stake. So no matter what you do, you're going to have haters. You're going to have people who don't like you. It's not about being liked by everyone. Mm -hmm. It's being, it's about being, it's not even about being liked. It's about serving the VIP fans because those are the people who love you, Mm -hmm. who rave about you. And those are the people who really matter. Yes, 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 yes. Amen to that. That was so good. (laughs) What would you say to people who are still working on building those raving fans? I would say it starts with one. Mm -hmm. So often we're quick to want to get to a level and I'm guilty of this. Like every entrepreneur at every level, 
I was chatting with a dear friend who is a marketer who's been in the business for years. He was one of the like original people to run digital marketing on Facebook. So running Facebook ads, like he's been doing it for over a decade, has helped so many like amazing big names that you would know of. And I was having a conversation with him about entrepreneurship business and things like that. And he was saying, every entrepreneur makes like feels insecure about like certain things, like feels it could be better or they could be more. Every entrepreneur I know from every level, like no matter how successful they are, makes less money than people think that they do. And it's less about trying to be at some level of like, how do I get to 10 million or how do I get to the like, hundred million fans level, like we're always raising the bar, mm-hmm. but how can you focus on the one? Because the one become the many. And when you're able to appreciate the small, that's how you are given the opportunity and the gift to be a steward for the many. Mm-hmm. So as you continue to grow and build, find a model that makes sense at that level. And I know we've talked about this, like with for entrepreneurship, like there's a path for success. Like there's a model that you can follow if you have 10 people that you're serving right now, don't go out trying to have a model where you're bringing in 100,000 people and the next week, if you don't have the connections or the partnerships or the audience to be able to do that, mm-hmm. have a model that fits you where you are today. Keep in mind your vision, but let your mission pull you to do the service right now at the level that you need to so that you can get to that 100,000 people. Or mm-hmm. be okay even if like, if it's just about the one, if it's just about the five, uh, there's beauty in being a business of one. There's beauty in having a small business. Not everyone needs to be a multi-million billion dollar empire holder or anything like that. It's about what brings you true happiness. And that, again, goes back to that whole idea of like knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. Because when you're less caught up in what you feel you need to have because of Instagram or because some magazine told you like fastest growing companies, you want to be on there, you want to be highlighted. I mean, what you don't see behind the scenes is that a lot of those fastest growing companies, they've done a study where they show that they put them on, like they give them all of this pop and circumstance, they give them the awards. And almost immediately after, a lot of them either go out of business, they go bankrupt because they grew too fast, or they have to do massive layoffs because they couldn't sustain that level of growth. Mm. So the more you can just be honor where you are right now and serve the people who need you in this moment. Mm-hmm. That's how you'll get to whatever level that you choose to play at. Cause you get yeah. to choose. You don't have to be mega massive. if You don't want to. There's mm-hmm. beauty in just serving a few people really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a beautiful and powerful message. Yeah. And at the that. same time, like it's good to be like, if you choose to be big and you want to be massive, right. I know you and I have talked about this before, there's no shame in that either. Like mm-hmm. to own that fully and do whatever's in your I power. know I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm like, yeah. I want to freaking change the damn world and like Yeah, yeah. There are thousands, millions of people. Yeah. And at the same time, I always like, especially being like such a creator, so intuitive, like I live in like vision and I live in like five years from now, and I'm like, okay. <sighs> That's fine. Like I, like I can sometimes get frustrated about being at the level where I'm at now, but you have to understand that every single thing that you're going through now is preparing you to be the person that you want to be or mm-hmm. that you're stepping into. And oftentimes we'll forget that because even in when it comes to money, for example, uh, there's so many examples of people who call in massive amounts of money and then immediately lose them. Mm-hmm. And I know we've all heard of like the lottery winner who made mega millions and then mm-hmm. they're like, 
broker than broke, more like they're on like food stamps three years later. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's because like, if you have not yet become a master of your money and like you measure your money, you have a cadence for looking at your finances, you have a path for growing it and investing and doing certain things with $5, with $10, with $100, $100,000, then it's not going to change when you're at the $100 million level. And so every step that you take is preparing you for that next step that you're seeking to call in. Yeah. And you're making more space to call that in as you grow. Exactly. And to be able to like welcome it in to not just to be that person, but to have the habits, to have the knowledge, to have the team, to be able to yeah, exactly. And even the equanimity, right? Because there are things that I face now that like, if I had faced them that day that I quit my job half a decade ago or whenever, I would have flipped the F out. Like I wouldn't have known what to do. I wouldn't have known how to handle that. Like I wouldn't have even known potentially how to get those clients results. Like I had to go through all of those different steps mm-hmm. to get to where I am, where I feel that level of confidence and certainty and what it is that I offer and what it is that I do. And I can handle certain situations or certain sales calls or, or different things that come my way in a totally different light than I could have like five years ago, mm-hmm. seven years ago, like so much further ago, like I wouldn't have been able to handle those things. Yeah. Like they might've broken me, you know? Wow. Yeah. So, um, when it comes to owning your gifts and your story, uh, and putting yourself out there online in the online space, um, what do you think, what do you find people like, what do you find people struggle with a lot when it comes to that? Hmm. So a couple things. One is, again, it's the worthiness thing. So feeling like, oh, so I don't have stories to share. Or- yeah. I, when I, when you're talking, I'm sorry to interrupt, but oh, no, like ahead. it really does sound like it's like, I mean, I already know this, but it really is like mostly mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that like, it's 90% mindset. Mm-hmm. I would even say like it's 99% like mindset and spirituality and embodying it. And then it's like 1% the action. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything happens for you. <laughs> yeah. What was the question? I, um, like what people, sh- what do you find people uh, struggle with, with putting themselves out there in the online space? And like, what are some things that they could do to combat that when it comes to like marketing and showing up and being consistent and like actually getting people to, take action on their stuff. Yeah. So again, with the whole idea of worthiness, like realizing, it's like you said, it's mindset. So get yourself a mindset coach, get in one of these programs. Like you're amazing. You do incredible work with people, but basically get to a place where you realize like, oh, I can do this at every level. Every single person feels fear, feels doubt, feels uncertainty, feels imposter syndrome at every level. And I remember realizing this sometime, I want to say like last year, because I got it intellectually, but I didn't get it like embodied. Like I didn't have that like wisdom through experience where, you know, how in the gym they'll say like, it doesn't get easier. You just get stronger. Mm -hmm. I would think like, yeah, but like in business, I thought like, yeah, it doesn't get easier, but like it gets a lot easier when like you're at seven figures, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever. And then I realized like, oh, it doesn't get easier. It's just like new level, new devil, like something else comes up for you. So realizing 
it's about standing in your power and doing what you've got to do, have your practices, have whatever you, your people around you, your support system to help you realize like, okay, I can totally completely do this. And then from that place of confidence, I'd say connect with your people more deeply. Like even if it's one person that you're serving, interview them, chat mm-hmm. with them. And not from a place of like, I'm going to interview them so I can pitch them and sell them something, but more so take genuine interest in them and find out like, what are you curious about? What are you facing? Like what challenges are you facing right now? What problems are keeping you up at night? Like how, what have you tried to solve that? And then when you have that, you're armed with that ammo, speak to that Mm -hmm. authentically, openly. And what I found when it comes to sharing your story, a lot of people gloss over things like a friend was sharing a story one time where he was saying how, uh, he almost died of like some disease in sub-Saharan Africa. And then, you know, he came back to the U.S. and he was fine. I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, you can't, like, how can you just say like, oh, I almost died from some illness while I was traveling Mm. in like a remote country and then like gloss over, like something happened. Like what happened? What was it? Like, don't be afraid to dive into the details and share what really happened because Oftentimes, I, I think this happens, especially as an entrepreneur, you think you have to have it all together. You have to be perfect. You have to have this mm-hmm. like whole image of, yeah. And I, like, I love, I don't love this story. I say this facetiously. Um, <laughs> it irritates me when I hear the story of like, I was a hundred million dollars in debt. No, I'm a trillionaire. Like, like gloss over. It's like, yeah. okay, but how did you get a hundred million dollars in debt? And like, yeah. how did it feel when you were there? Like, how the F did you get out? Like, those are real questions yeah. that you have. And I find that when you're willing to share those pieces, you're willing to like go into it. And like, mm-hmm. that just touch and run on the pain. Like they talk about spiritual bypassing a lot. Not mm-hmm. just like, I think people bypass their stories very often. Mm. And if you're not willing to look at them and like shine light on them, that's what helps people to understand. Because someone who's in the pit of that right now, someone mm-hmm. who is going through an abusive relationship and is trying to figure out like how the F do I get out of this? Someone who is going through a financial crisis and has had to pivot their business entirely. Someone who is going through some kind of health scare and has no idea what to do. They're not in the glossy future place. And the Mm -hmm. more that you can tell them and you can resonate with them about where they are in that moment. And you can talk about like the fear and the doubt and the uncertainty and all of those raw emotions that came up for you in that time. And then what you actually did to get out of it, Mm -hmm. that transforms everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love. Like if you see people like Tony Robbins, for example, in his workshop, when you're at UPW and he walks you through that whole um, Charles Dickens exercise. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it's literally the same exercise he did back in like the 80s when he was in his like 100 square foot Venice apartment, whatever. (laughs) And he walks you through like how he felt, what he experienced, how like the worthlessness that he felt in that pit of despair. And then he he guides you through that process that helped him come out of that and ultimately get to where he is right now. And people pay thousands of dollars to go to that every single year, even virtually now, right? Because mm-hmm. he's sharing that story completely and not just saying, I was in a hundred square foot apartment in Venice Beach, California, and now I live in mansions and I fly private. So yeah. if I can do it, you can too, because people don't resonate with that. Like mm-hmm. they don't see the whole journey. Yeah. And so be willing to dive into the details is what I would say. Yeah. And you're so good at helping people with that. Like I remember when you helped me with, with my story, sharing more of it, you know, um, and I was like, man, like, 
I didn't think to share that part or go, go that much deeper. And I feel like I already am like pretty open with my stories, but you literally helped me even go deeper with like details that I, like I would tell you and you'd be like, why aren't you sharing that? (laughs) You need to share that. Yeah. I mean, you have so many amazing stories. Like you, we barely scratched the surface and sharing all of them. And your audience wants to hear that too. You know, we did a whole survey process on your Mm -hmm. audience and they said like, I want to hear more about like the actual stories because they see you here on a pedestal, but they don't realize if you have down days, they don't realize like what goes on behind the scenes. They don't realize that like it was a journey to get to where it is that you are. Mm -hmm. Like it's a journey to get to where you're going. They don't see like how quickly stuff changes in a year's time, but how like challenging things can feel in a month. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you share that with them, it helps to build deeper connection and they're able to see themselves in your story. Like what makes great storytelling isn't that like the words were so beautiful. It's Mm -hmm. more that when people can see themselves in it and they can experience it and have that hero's journey with you, Mm -hmm. when they can have that transformation, when they can see like, oh my gosh, that's me. I'm on food stamps or, oh my God, it doesn't have to be so like, (laughs) right? Yeah. When they can see it like, oh my gosh, I didn't believe that love was possible for me. Or I was going on all these whack dates and I didn't think I could find love. And then you talk about that and you guide them through that and they see like someone who is just like me, right? Again, to that marketing of people like us do things like this. Someone Mm. who is just like me or in a situation that is so uncannily similar to what it is that I'm in right now, followed a process and came out on the other side and achieved what it is that I'm dreaming about. Achieved that thing that's like nagging in my heart and my soul that I know I'm capable of doing or achieving but I just haven't been able to tap into for whatever reason, it helps them realize that it's possible for them too. Mm -hmm. And more than that, as a business owner, it helps them realize that you're the guide and the catalyst who can help them to achieve Mm -hmm. that as well. Yeah. Yes. So freaking true. Storytelling is seriously everything. It is. It's a game changer. Yeah. More than like facts and like talking at someone, Mm -hmm. it really helps people to have a transformation. And as it, much as possible, you want transformation, you want emotion. Yeah. Transformation in like sharing your stories on, on online or in your programs or both. All across board, yeah. all across board. Because really like if you look at it as like, I'm a guide and I have a duty to help people and, and guide them to where it is that they're trying to go. Story and emotion is a great catalyst to help mm-hmm. them do that. It also builds a really deep connection and intimacy with people. Mm -hmm. Like I could tell you an ultimate, like super vulnerable story right now. And anyone who's been to that scenario or anyone who has like a certain level of empathy or sympathy for that will resonate so much more deeply with me. They'll know me so much more than if I came on and I'm like, yeah, I'm so successful. I like happy for all these people. I've worked with celebrities. Like Mm -hmm. everyone's saying that. And especially in an age of social media where so many people are like faking it and like flaunting it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like, renting Lambos and taking pictures with that or, <laughs> you know, running into a villa for like five minutes and taking pictures and like, Oh, trip in Bali. People yeah. want authenticity. You know? They do. Yes. And I, you know, I've even struggled a little bit with the story thing in my own journey because I'll go into things like, oh, you know, people don't really care that much about my story or this story, or I don't need to share all the details. I feel like I'm talking about me too much. Like I went through most modes of that. And I feel like if, I mean, I don't know if I went through that, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people 
deal with that when it comes to sharing their story of like, people won't care to hear this or whatever, what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it goes back to like the greater empathy and understanding you have for your audience. You'll know to share the relevant stories, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm talking to people about, and then it's twofold, right? It's like, there are two parts to it. One is that level of relevancy, Mm -hmm. but it's also making it relevant at the end. So I could tell a story right now about like a fried chicken dinner that I had, but if I weave it into like the importance of like storytelling and how that like transforms someone's business or help them own their spiritual gifts, then it makes sense all day for me to share it versus getting caught in the details or like I found that sometimes people will use it as like a, a reason to rant and talk about like, and I was robbed at gunpoint and this happened mm. and that and blah, blah, blah. Like they'll go on and on and on. It's like, okay, again, nobody cares about you, mm-hmm. but if you can make it about Tie them, it into a lesson, yeah, exactly, or something. Exactly, at least make it about them. And then the more better you know them, you'll make a relevant, you'll choose a relevant story to convey the lesson that it is that you're teaching in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely the key of like sharing your story, being open about it, but are we like tying it into some kind of lesson or takeaway or whatever that's relevant to the people? Exactly. Like I'll give you an example about details. If I was like, hey, Stephanie, you want to go grab pizza tonight? Scale of one to 10, how do you feel about that? I feel like I want pizza right now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But let's try it with more details, right? What if I tell you, Stephanie, there is an amazing organic pizza place. Everything is plant-based, but it's so amazing. They make it hot and fresh and they make it in-house. And they have like an herb garden that they have in the back where like they grow their own heirloom tomatoes. Can we go there right now? Exactly, (laughs) right? Like it's a totally different scenario when I paint that picture for you versus like, just pizza like it could be like freezer pizza from you know the local grocery store versus like the more you get into details Mm -hmm. that's what gets people excited that's what gets people in emotion so I love that you started sharing your story even more ever since we first started working together because Mm -hmm. people do care about that and when you do share the details it's less about like it's a difference between let's go grab pizza and like there's an amazing plant-based heirloom garden Mm -hmm pizza joint that like just popped up and it's invite only like that becomes a much richer and enticing like tell me more yeah you know sharing the details yeah I can't wait for to for you to share your story more and more and more (laughs) yeah I have been more and more and that's the thing too it's about like different business levels so we talked about this too like depending on the level that you're at like where you choose to play and for me, what I love is that I, I used to judge myself a lot more. Like, oh, I teach people Instagram and how to grow their accounts organically. I like have an agency where we do that for like seven and eight figure brands. And I don't have an Instagram account and I haven't focused on building a following or uh, writing all this copy and doing all this messaging for people. But like, I don't do it as heavily for like, I don't have my own email list that I've been nurturing for years and years. Mm. And it's really about right timing to do stuff as well. Like I haven't needed to do that because I've shown the proof to other people. And in a way it has its own power because it's one thing to have done it for myself. It's another thing to do it for so many other people across so many different industries. And so I love that I'm on this podcast now and I'm stepping into a different season. Yeah. I'm moving more away from, yeah, the high, high ticket clients and being more behind the scenes and moving more out in front and helping more people to share their stories and on their gifts. So that's yeah. part of what really excites me about 
being on here because, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you are so amazing at helping other people share their message and stories and get pull their magic out of them. And I think it's even more potent and powerful for you to step into that even more yourself as the star that you are. Um, uh, you're just going to be able to help that many more people. Yeah, so you true. Know? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you're only the like hundredth person who's told me this in a while. <laughs> I mean, in forever, but also like, especially the past quarter or two, my mentors have really been like, you need to put things out. And that's where the workshop came from too, right? Mm -hmm. I, I just had my first workshop last week. It feels like time just... I know. What is time? Seriously. <laughs> what is time? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I had my first workshop last week and I got to share more of my stories and background in there as well. And I really loved that because it put me more in... Uh, place of performance and like being on a stage versus and really holding a container for people for transformation mm -hmm. versus it being more one-on-one. -on -one. So I'm super excited to be rolling more of that out and like sharing more of that. And it's mm -hmm. been feedback. They've been like, when are you going to put out your options? When are you going to put yeah. out this? I feel like, I mean, I've said this before too, but I feel like you should make like your own like conscious copywriting course or something. Oh my gosh. Literally the last <laughs> mentorship call I was on, she was like, you know, have you heard of the copy cure? Because I was talking about doing like workshops and doing more like mm -hmm. group coaching and things like that. And she was like, that's good too. Uh, it was Donna. So, you know, she's like very yeah. polite and like, but she's also like a creator. So she'll like cut through you. She's a witch. She's like, would use her magic and, and cut through you. She was like, you know, have you heard of copy cure? Like you should definitely like put out a copy course. And I was like, mm. Stephanie has only told me this for like- I, I have, I've told you that a yeah. bunch of times because I like, I would want to promote it and like put it with one of my programs and like, <laughs> yeah, and take it. Obviously I would want to take it myself too. Yeah. But like, I- you're so good at what you do. And you know, I, I know I can gush over you all day. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling is mutual. I brag about you all the time. I was always telling people like, and she has this hypnosis, abundant <laughs> hypnosis technique. And she's like a master NLP trainer. And I mean, you're amazing at what you do. Even in our conversations behind the scenes, you downplay it a lot, but you really, really transform people's lives. Oh, and you. they're always raving about like, how authentic you are, how amazing you are, how well you communicate things. So, I mean, it's an honor to be your friend and, and have you in my life and and to share things with you. Mm -hmm. So, yes, to the copy course. People have literally <laughs> been asking me that since I, I first started with copy. And I was like, no, I'm not doing copy. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's been a long time coming. And Yes, it is coming very soon. If not this quarter, then the next quarter for sure. Oh, shit. So for those of you listening, you better make sure that you know where to connect with Edia so that you can get on this wait list that she needs to make. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I should just make a wait list. I feel you like should that totally make, make a wait list. It would really push me across like the edge, right? When all these people are like, okay, we're waiting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I'll do you it. guys listening, I swear, like, I am not messing. Edia's gift is literally like bringing your magic out, helping you bring your magic out in the form of written word. And mm -hmm. I mean, and just in general, but in written word, like that is how you 
I'm, if you're listening to this, you're an, a freaking online entrepreneur, but that's how you make and the impact you want to make. That's how you inspire people to pay for your services and invest wow. in your programs, having really good copy that speaks soul to soul. And I like, that's really what you do. It doesn't sound salesy or inauthentic at all. It sounds really like more authentic. I like when you were helping me with, you know, my launch last year, I, I was just like, wow, like this feels and and sounds like like the way that you helped me share the stories and stuff was just like whoa this is awesome oh thank yeah. you you're welcome oh, we're just like loving on each other I this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the movie there's a movie about these two girls and graduating from high school no. <laughs> like a little indie film. It's super cute. I have to remember the name and I'll share it with you. But basically there's this scene in it where they both come out wearing like the same dress. They're like best friends. And they walk out and they're like, Who the F are you? No, who are you? Like, you are gorgeous. What? You the most fabulous. Like that's how I feel. Like, like a lot of best, like back and forth, like gassing each other up. So I feel like it's special. We do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So yeah. good. So what are you working on right now um, to help people like with all this stuff? And your mat, your event thing. Do you have another event coming up so we yeah. can send everyone to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great question. So uh, the two main focuses for me right now are one, the workshop. So I have a VIP fans workshop where basically nice. I guide people through the vision, the influence, and the profit they need to get more VIP fans. Ooh, I love um, that. Thank you. And it's really for people who already have an audience. They've run launches and they're ready to get to the next level. They know they have magic, but they launch something and it's really great. But then like where attendance starts having and they're like, okay, what's going on? Like what's working? Like why isn't it performing? Really giving them the secret sauce that I've been perfecting over the past half decade across so many different brands from celebrities to like e-commerce entrepreneurs to coaches and what we did in your business as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, showing them that process and really empowering them. So I moved more to a place of empowerment versus I love being a copywriter and I love when people honor my gifts and, and mm -hmm. speak to them. At the same time, I love even more being able to empower people to mm -hmm. write their own stories and mm -hmm. communicate that because one of the biggest disservices I feel is like, if you feel like I need you to write it for me, mm. then like, then you feel like you're not enough. And that's like the last thing that I, I stand for. And you are enough. And the way you communicate stuff is amazing. It's just little tweaks here and there uh, can help you to really massively level up. So the workshop is one thing I've been focusing on. So um, for anyone who has an audience and wants to come to that, that is, uh, people have been raving about it. So I have to put out the video testimonials and things, but everyone has been raving nonstop about That's so it. awesome. I know. I was nervous about it and I was like, oh, I don't know, but it was really exceeded my expectations and my team really helped support me through it. So it went really, really well. And then... The other piece that I've been working on is, and it may be a copy course, um, but some kind of copy collective where if you have questions about, am I communicating this well? Or like, how do I write this better? Or how do I send this off to people? One of the things I love doing is not copy teardowns, but copy upgrades mm -hmm. and just helping people look at, okay, here's how I would change this. Or here's how you would want to communicate this. Or this is why this part isn't really working or resonating. Uh, so having a container that guides people through that process. And 
I mean, the third thing that I really have in the works is less for me, but uh, my partner, Alberto, who is a brilliant like salesman and mentor. Um, we've been collaborating on putting together like a VIP client method. So it's a version of like the VIP fan method, but if you don't yet have an audience, how to really get those first few clients that can be the catalyst, high to the clients, right? Because when you're at the level of like you have three paying customers, you don't need to be charging them like 10 bucks for an opt-in. Um, you will not live off of $30 a quarter or a month. Yeah. So about how to really position yourself to get those high ticket clients. So that can be the catalyst for you to build out um, the courses and the opt-ins and all the things. If that is the direction you choose to go to, because there's some people who just stick with the high ticket clients and, and, and they stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really about VIPs, VIP yeah. fans. I love the the vision influence profit for VIP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because I realized that as much as I'll come in and help people grow their brands or mm-hmm. grow their business, uh, too often I would end up in a place where like they called in more people and it's like, oh, but I don't really want to have this business or like, I don't really want to serve this audience. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, without the vision, we can't get clear on who you need to influence and mm-hmm. how you're going to profit from that. So mm-hmm. it's about bringing that all into a central container because it's less about all about your customer or all about you. Mm-hmm. And that nice spot in the middle of that Venn diagram where you guys overlap uh, and that becomes sustainable. Like you talked about like authenticity and stuff in the beginning of this, when you are authentically you, when you show up and share your stories, when you come raw and unfiltered and authentic that is what really builds a sustainable business mm-hmm. because we have to constantly like put on a show or like put on airs or speak differently or show up differently or have certain stuff in place. It becomes unsustainable. And that's why you can't like put out the volume of content that you need to, or you can't show up for the people that you need to. Yeah. Uh, so how to do it in an authentic and sustainable way. So and easeful too. Yes. Easeful. You feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And you're really freaking good at empowering people too. Thank you. (laughs) And I think that's one of your gifts. That's one of your gifts. Thanks. Yeah. I think that, that, that moves the needle forward so much for people, like having someone support them and remind them of how fucking awesome they are. Yeah. Like period. I feel like we all need that. We do. I mean, you do that for me so much. I mean, even when we first started working with each other last quarter, I was in a real like slump and feeling like, oh man, I mean, I just had this like spiritual smackdown with one of my mentors and mm. I was like, he was kind of like, are you even a marketer? Because then you need to decide like, you can't get people results in this and that. Even though I had all these case studies, I had all this track record. I was like, who am I? What do mm. I do? And the agency life wasn't really for me. And I was like, having to break down team and get rid of stuff. And like so much was falling apart to come together. And it is in our work together that I was like, whoa, I can do this. Mm. And how appreciative you were. Like, I feel like you, you, that's a dream, right? Work with people who are your best friends and who you like would spend time with anyway, if they weren't paying you, (laughs) that's the real dream because when you can have an amazing time together and you can also make money together, that's like the best sweet spot. So yeah. Thank you for being that presence in my life. And yeah, yeah. Thank you. You need your friends. You need your people. You need your mentors. You need your, your guides and mm-hmm. your resources to help keep you yeah. amped up, you know, because life can get totally, you totally, totally. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing all the things that you've shared. I feel like we went in a lot of different little pockets of gold and storytelling and authenticity and everything. Um, so for those of you listening, as you heard, Edia has a lot of cool things coming up or going on, like to help you grow your business and really step into your power in doing that. Um, so make sure that you check out the show notes to find her links, but if you want to share like where they can connect with you or where you are most on social media mm-hmm. or your website, whatever, anything else or any last words also that you want to share yeah. before we wrap it up. Yeah. So one that I would love to know is whatever you're listening to this, uh, share with Stephanie. I'm going to check in with her, mm-hmm. what your takeaways were, what you found most valuable. I'm always curious to find like, I mean, I'm here blabbing with you, (laughs) but like, what did people, what did you find most valuable? Like, what did you, what resonated with you? What helped you have like a shift or what's one thing that you can implement in your business or that's changed things for you in this podcast? Because your podcast is amazing. You have so many great guests. Thank you. Um, I'd love to know what they learned about copywriting or storytelling or owning the truth of who they are Mm -hmm. that uh, has helped you have a shift or, or that you took away. And you can find me on Facebook. I believe it is facebook.com. You can look up Edia Sapphire. I should come up. Um, I think it's like, it will be in the show notes, uh, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. Or at ediasapphire.com as well. Um, that's my website. Those are the best places to find me. Facebook Perfect. has more of my, my personal stuff, my content and things like that. But yeah. Yeah. I love to hear from you. If you come from Stephanie, someone messaged me the other day, like, oh, Stephanie, what you? And I was like, oh, well, so (laughs) nice yeah so yeah and when when you do share your takeaways um for those of you listening just tag me on instagram at the spiritual boss babe you know the deal if you've been listening (laughs) (laughs) well edia this was so awesome thank you so much i'm so excited for everything that you got going on and i just I'm, I can't wait to see you continue to grow and flourish and change the world with your gifts. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, thank you for having me on your platform. Uh, you are so amazing and you've done so much work. Like, I love seeing you in your element and fully lit up and like Maya on fire, like <laughs> goddess leading from the front. So thank you for always being a shining example to all those around you of what's possible and standing in your power and just being unapologetically who the F you are. So yeah, I love you. I appreciate you. And I'm excited for you too, because you've got so many things that you're opening up and you're launching that you've got coming out. And, you know, every time people go through your programs, they have such a massive up leveling. Mm-hmm. get like, I was shocked when I was seeing not shocked, but you know, sometimes you can downplay stuff or you'll work with people who like don't really have that much going on. <laughs> but in going through your stuff, it was like testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony of people doing massive things more than just like bringing in money, but like different clients and cars and like all <laughs> kinds of things that they were manifesting and bringing in. So it's Seriously. an honor to be a part of your journey and to watch you grow and blossom. And yeah, if you're not in one of Stephanie's programs or you haven't joined like mind shift or any of the <laughs> things that she's put out she puts out tons of stuff uh you're missing out because even for me who works with so many different people and dr joe Spenza and all kinds of people and the pasta meditation uh, i learned so much from going through abundance activation academy and mm, doing the inner child healing and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. So, yeah. thank you 
Oh, this is so great. Thank you so much. I can't wait for everyone to listen to this and get so much gold out of it and connect <laughs> with you. Yeah. Come say hi and let me know what you learned. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.